Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Jesus, man, why is this taking so long? You know, I do have to get 39 finished eventually so I can get to 40, right? I mean, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up. The Cyclone 19, it was a horrible thing to record in the beginning, and it's a pain in the ass to render for the YouTube special now. You know, it's amazing that the show gets holed up because of these crazy things. But, you know, you just can't win sometimes with rendering. You know, your whole process will either love you one day or it'll hate you the next day. And it kind of throws a kibosh or a monkey wrench into the concept of a double special. Ah, hell with it. You know what? We're going to go ahead and do another double special with 39 and 40. Anyways, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. Welcome back to the J-Man Show, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 39. I'm your host, Jay, of course. I'm sorry that it's been late. You see, I kind of had some issues what we're trying to render out these episodes for the YouTube channel. So as I'm working on putting this stuff together, you know, I'm kind of doing multiple projects at once. And as I should, I have the process, but sometimes the process is slow. Kind of like what happened with the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, it was one hell of a long ride, but now we're actually winning and showing contendership. And that's what you want. You don't want it to be like, oh, slow, sluggish, and never get anywhere. And yeah, we kind of had that moment too. At least it's not like we have Michael Carter-Williams or Jalil Okafor working for J360 and just making it a total mess, right? Nah, not at all. But while we get into it, you know, I have some things to discuss with you all today. Speaking of which, I think 45th Retrograde and Incompetence Inc. are starting some more stuff. I think we're allegedly about to get another Health and Human Services secretary who's not qualified for the job. Of course, you got the Roy Moore issue going on around here. Allegedly banned from a mall because he was harassing teenagers. Which, at the same time, you wonder why there's an old crotchety old man. You know what? It's amazing, right? For so many times, we look around and we try to deny the fact that people are doing these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's to the point that, you know, that patriarchy thing that the third wave feminists, they're not too far off because it is happening right now. (laughs) I mean, I do call them out on their stuff when they go after innocent people, when they go after people that are not hurting them per se. You know what I say? You know what I mean? 
not inflicting any harm to them. But it's amazing, right, that you're seeing that these crotchety old, hey, I have privilege type men out here going ahead and messing with the younger crowd. There must be something interesting about forbidden fruit, huh? I don't know what it is. I mean, a body is still developing at that point and you are looking at it like a piece of meat, really? Like to go ahead and do stuff to it because, you know, you're stretching your authority, I guess. Of course, you know, there are people that are at the age of consent, you know, but still... That varies among statewide, and even then, you're treading soft ground by just doing the unnecessary to it. And what really makes it so sad is you're seeing all institutions having fallout. You're seeing the Hollywood fallout right now. I love Kevin Spacey. I always will, but I'll never look at him the same now because of this. I can't even look at American Beauty right. You know, just just weird. And then Dustin Hoffman's on the list. Well, you know, Roman Polanski was always going to be on the list. They're just never going to let that go. He hasn't been right since his true love died. Hollywood has always had an illicit, corrupted background to it. A sex scandal here and there. Same thing with the government. The government has always had these problems. Well, let's just say this, right? No matter how many times you can point the finger at somebody, there's usually like 10 pointing right back at you. And the thing is, is that all these allegations and everything else, there's some truth to it. These people have been doing this stuff for quite some time. It's amazing to see that people are now having the ability to speak out about it. But here comes a problem with speaking out about your pain and having a noble cause with it. The cause can betray you because there's somebody else out there with an agenda that can malform it, that could twist it up into something about them. And it's not to the point of, hey, doing what's right and treating people with respect and remembering that no means no. Now it's everybody's a suspect in this whole thing. Can't even go and have fun like you used to. Can't even flirt like anything. More and more problems are happening because of this. And it's so shameful. But 2017 is the year without a president and the death of ethics. So, you know, this is just a topper right now. Oh yeah, speaking of which, about the 45th retrograde, let's see what he has done lately, you know? Because mass shootings have came back in such a big way, though they never really went anywhere. They were suppressed, but they're back in style now. And that seems to be what everybody talks about. But another incident in California. Everybody's out here saying pray for California, but Trump's over there and he talks about Texas. (laughs) Oh God, are you happy what you voted for yet? I'm going to say what you did, because, you know, you can look at him like a person, but at the same time, he's pretty much an instrument of just what's wrong with America. I just look at it, and, you know, I feel just like Jack Nicholson at the end of Chinatown every time. Even if I had proof, forget it, Jay, it's Chinatown, you know? That's pretty much what it is. Now, I'm still going to do Trump watches, don't get me wrong, but insanity like this, this this all could have been avoided. You do know that, right? All of this could have been avoided. You could have had a credible person to be a candidate. Now, the Democrats made a bad move by making Hillary into that candidate. I mean, if anything, it should have been Bernie. But, you know, much like anything else, if you wanted an old guy, why didn't you get an old guy that was reasonable and knew how the system work? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying Hillary couldn't have made a fine president. She probably could have. But, you know, there was just the whole concept that a lot of people really didn't care for. And that controversy that came up with Benghazi and those emails just plagued this poor woman to death. And now there's the whole concept of taking her to court now. Lock her up! Lock her up! Yeah, like, that's really gonna solve all of our problems. This ain't gonna solve my problems worth a damn. This is just that infighting. So she gets locked up. What next, huh? What happens next? You gotta think about the end goal here. You're saying MAGA. You're saying, make America great again. But at the end of the day, it's making America look foolish, selfish, and about to implode, and everything else. Like, you over there making China great again. Oh yeah, because that Asian trip really helped out everything. Yeah, I'm glad to see that America's tax dollars are going more to his trips rather than him doing some actual work. I mean, after all, 11 months in, just about, and he ain't did shit. 
other than scare the hell out of everybody by trying to take away the ACA. And he's still going for it too. But luckily though, there's a committee out there that's trying so hard to see what they can do to make his nuclear ideas Trump-proof. And as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you need to go ahead and do something about that because... Either way, you'll splice it. We still have to ride these years out until he gets impeached. And even then, I'm not too fond of what follows Trump. You all were aware of this. But you see, now that he's in there, and now we have to ride this shit out. Yeah. Yep. Gotta hit the ground running. That's all I know. (laughs) But keep the money together, though, for what you do. But it's just shameful. If anything, I might sound a little different in this episode because I'm using my portable setup. And it's going pretty well. I'm not too mad about it, you know. At least now I can go anywhere and produce the show again. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to miss any more days giving you guys this quality content here. And also, I'm trying to work on some more stuff for the Cyclone. So, if anything else, that's why the delays have happened. And, you know, I could promise you all and say that it won't happen again. But you know how real life is. And I don't want to be a liar. Not on my own station and stuff like that. Because that's all I need. Well, you know, Jay's not very consistent. And Jay's not exactly all about it. And then all of a sudden, I start doing Trump excuses. And, you know, you don't need that in your life. You don't need me to start acting like the one person I can't stand. Next to a lot of other people. Oh, boy. But outside of that, you know, it's been an interesting week. I know, like, we're going into... Thanksgiving soon, and I know, like, soon enough, Justice League will be coming to theaters. Hey, actually, for a minute, let's talk about Justice League. You know, why does Ben Affleck now want to leave the DCEU? Huh? What What is it, people out there, DC fanboys? What What is it, huh? The fact that the man actually pulled off playing both roles very well, the fact that, you know, he was a little bit of a different Batman than what you're used to, or the fact that he's from Boston, I mean, what is it with y'all? You got a capable Batman there. I mean, for all the flaws of BVS, he was the best part, and as he should have been. He was pretty much the main character of the movie. You spent more time with him than Superman, didn't you? I mean, it couldn't be the lopsided plot. It couldn't be the mixed narrative. It couldn't be the reshoots and the fact that we all saw the wrong cut when we should have saw the ultimate cut. It couldn't be any of that. You just don't want this man to be Batman, and now he's pretty much listening to it and wants to segue out of the DCEU. That doesn't make any damn sense. I mean, let's think about it. A lot of y'all have some pretty weird casting ideas. I mentioned this in 38. You got a pretty good Batman here. Don't mess this up. Let him stay. Let him do his job. You know, everybody acts like that is so sacred. Oh, it is the most sacred thing. We don't want this to happen after we got shell-shocked in 97 by George Clooney. Look, George might have just been reading lines, and he was kind of a weird pick for everybody, but let's, let's be real here. The quality was going down after Forever. There are people out there that don't like Forever, for goodness sakes. So if you're so worried about Batman and Robin and that kind of stuff repeating itself, it's not just the casting. I would say take a look at the screenwriter and take a look at the story that was made for that movie. Do you understand what I'm saying? The man got in shape and pretty much became Batman for this new era of DCEU stuff. And you're blowing it. He's about to get pushed right out. And and I'm sitting there like, no, Ben. Don't, Don't go, Ben. Come on back, Ben. What the? Well, public opinion. Once again, you done screwed up something great. I mean, I guess it could be the fact that, you know, he wanted to do all the work for that standalone Batman film, which we should have gotten by now. But, you know, the fact that Matt Reeves took over, that's not bad. I mean, the guy can't do all the work. I want to see the Matt Reeves Batman with Ben Affleck on it. And if anything, Ben Affleck could do the sequel. 
I mean, there is so much wealth in the character. And I thought that Affleck did a great job. Now, Kevin Smith might have had something to say about that, but y'all know how I feel about Kevin Smith. I think Kevin Smith is okay as a director. Uh, as a comic book writer, you know, it really depends. But as a Batman fanatic, he gets on my damn nerves. And I admit it. He does. And his damn Superman fanboy, uh, you know, fanboy dislike. That, that shit's crazy. And a lot of y'all know how I feel about those kind of fans. Those kind of fans, I, I don't know what it is. Did they just have to mouth breathe on everything and they just have to say like, Oh, you know, Superman sucks because blah, 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 blah. I haven't read a Superman cup, but I'm going to say he sucks just based off of what I can think of at the time and what Frank Miller says. I told y'all about being breastfed by Frank Miller. Y'all need to stop this shit. When they team up, it is one of the coolest team ups there is. Brave and the Bold was notorious for that. And thank God for it. You know, I like it when Batman and Superman team up. I like them both. And I know that's a hard concept for a lot of y'all, but... It's good to see that one is the cape and one is the cowl. You know what I'm saying? One is what you should be and one is the hero that you really need. You know what I mean? You should be aspiring for greatness. One in the light, one in the dark. There's nothing wrong with it. And the fact that you can't even enjoy the character. Some of y'all don't even like um, the man that's playing Superman, Henry Cavill. Some of y'all don't even like him for some reason. And he's one of the greatest Superman there. He just needs to get into the role. It's kind of like how I can't talk about Andrew Garfield being Spider-Man. Sometimes I forget because, to be honest, he only had two movies. And one was great, but the other one was kind of a mess. And it's because they were just doing too many ideas at one time to the point where I never really got to enjoy him as Peter Parker in that movie. Even though that movie had, like, one of the best costumes until, like, uh, Homecoming. Homecoming's costume was great, but I didn't really care for the fact that Peter has an AI in there and everything else now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a Stark suit. I really don't care for it. That's one of my things about Spider-Man Homecoming. I like the fact that when Spidey made his own stuff and did his own thing. And I'm sure some of y'all will probably be out there wanting to argue with me about it. Well, he did have some co- He had the proto-uniform and all the... I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that he made his costume. And you see, like, the suit from The Amazing Spider-Man 2? It was really well put together. It was a lot more accurate than Tobey Maguire's suit. But we can go into that whole thing another time, because there's going to be more Spider-Man movies coming, or Spider-Verse-based movies coming from Sony anyway. I think Morbius is about to get one. So that's going to be cool. I think Morbius can hold his own. It would be nice if he had a run-in with Blade. But going back into it, though, with the DCEU... You got Justice League coming up. Everybody's sitting here worried about this movie. If you have faith, if you are a fan, you should have faith in this movie. I mean, I can understand if you have displeasure at Warner Brothers for what they do, because Warner Brothers, they operate on the model where the other one has to succeed so you can get more of them. But the thing about it is Warner Brothers hasn't stopped announcing films and they haven't stopped trying to cast people for these roles. You understand what I'm saying? Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be Black Adam. And I know y'all have a hard time with this because you keep making jokes, but Zachary Levi is going to be Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, because that's who they picked. They managed to get Billy Batson cast too, so that's pretty cool. You know, like, I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops. But you know, the other standalone films and things like that, let them do what they need to do to get the thing done. I just want a complete movie. Y'all were sitting here breaking out in hives about reshoots. And reshoots are actually a natural thing that happens in movies. I don't understand it. You know, it's just like this. You got to learn to go with the flow a little bit. 
No, Jay, I won't. My fandom will not allow it. I can't help myself. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Don't even play that card. You know you can help yourself. I mean, some of y'all have YouTube channels. Some of y'all have blogs. Some of y'all have multiple ways of interacting with people. And by doing so, you have to play a character. You have to be the one person that's not satisfied. You have to be the one person that nerd rages on every little thing. You have to be that one person that has to sit here and tell everybody how much everybody is dumber than you because they don't see no problem with what's going on. You see what I'm saying? He just doesn't fit my quintessential person. Okay. A long time ago when Marvel started out, y'all felt the same way about a lot of other things too. But you see, the thing is, Robert Downey Jr. played the character so well. That's why y'all just can't handle the idea that eventually he'll be recast if they want to do more movies. Eventually it'll happen. Think about it. Down the road, when they want to start doing these kind of things again, after this boom is over... You'll see that eventually everybody's going to be like, no, 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 don't recast. Oh, God, who's that? Oh, it's going to start again because that's just all people do. Like, yeah, Batman wanted to segue out and then you got like the Justice League movie. Everybody worried about it. Like, I know that even though some of y'all have faith, I have faith in movies. I didn't even bother looking at reviews. But I know as soon as them London reviews came in, y'all sat right there and read them, didn't you? Yep, you went ahead and took the time. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, I gotta make sure it's good. I gotta make sure it's good. I told you all about this back in episode 10. If you really believe in this movie, you want this movie to sell well, then damn it, take the gamble. See, I love the internet because the internet can give you great news. But what I don't like about the internet is, is that everything is so damn exploitive. You see, when you get to know these things and when you get to actually experience and watch the movie without being spoiled about the movie, it's that much enjoyable. You have immersion, you have suspense of disbelief. You just sit back, you just watch and enjoy everything. But the thing is, is that you have to be such a superior fan of other people, you become insufferable. And as you are insufferable and you see something out of place, you just go all haywire and stuff. And then got a nerd to want to talk about it and say, why you shouldn't waste your money on this. Why Rotten Tomatoes and Flickster are actually right, even though they are pretty much the same thing because they own by the same damn company. I don't like the way they went ahead and rated all the movies and stuff like that. Well, you gotta know this, right? Those people suffer from superhero fatigue, but they still have bills to pay and they have families to take care of. So the thing is, they'll go and they'll do their job. Sometimes they'll phone in their job. That's how corrupt it is. But if you're somebody better than that, if you're somebody that actually want to see these characters on screen, then stop trying to find ways to mess it up. Think about it. If we really had that much influence on these things, how come there's more Transformers movies coming? You obviously don't want them right, but they keep coming. Because you see, the thing is, mass appeal. You got the Bumblebee movie coming. And then after that, I think they're supposed to be the Transformers 6. Even though Transformers 5, action-worthy, it was okay. But if you think about plot, they were just phoning it in on that because the thing about it is, bang, bang, shoot them up. Giant robots. And an evil Optimus Prime. Of course you're going to go see that. Unless you're a fan and you'll sit there and you'll be like, why would anybody waste time on this? This movie sucks. I can't stand this movie. All of you are stupid for going to see this movie. Well, while you're there flaming at the mouth and showing everybody how weak-willed you are at this point, they're making plans for another one because everybody wants the shared universe here. That's just how it goes. Like, you know, everything that was great about a shared universe, 
it was a beautiful time. You know, 2012, Avengers came out, made all that money back that Disney lost banking on John Carter. Even though John Carter is okay, but thing is, that stuff's so antiquated. Unless you were into it, you would know about it. But see, they were going to make all this stuff back in tenfold because of the pre-sold franchise there and because of the material that the Avengers are still fresh. They've only been around for like, what, over 50 years? I mean, it was going to happen anyway. And it was fresh then. But you see, there's some fatigue there because a lot of people are tired of the origin story concept. A lot of people are wanting Infinity War to happen and then they'll probably not even care about the MCU after a while unless there's freshness. But they have so many heroes and characters to introduce. That's why, you know, we just watch to see what happens. It's just the time factor of the movies and like being patient about it. And then you got to go through so many fan theories just to make sure what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Because everybody has one. Even I have one. But I don't want to talk about it because I know it sucks. But (laughs) moving forward into like the DCU stuff, you know, it's still a young franchise. It's just pigeonholed just about as much as like everybody over there loving the Mario franchise. But then everybody hates the Sonic franchise for some reason. Even though Sonic has his fans, I'm one of them. But the thing about it is everybody has to do that. Like the DCU right now is pretty much akin to the Sonic the Hedgehog universe. Because everybody sees all these new things coming, but then they have doubts. And then they have fears. What happened to all that momentum after Wonder Woman, huh? You know what I mean? Everybody's sitting there, now they with doubt and scared. Because I guess Patty Jenkins is behind this one. Come on. Give it a rest. Take it easy. When the movie comes out, you can go to the midnight showing. Or you can wait and then go to the during the second week. Whatever. The movie's going to make its money no matter how many gripes you have. You just go, enjoy yourself, let the characters perform, and then go from there. And hope that they go ahead and do what they set out to do. If it seems like they don't have a plan, well, you know what? Maybe they're going by it, painting by numbers. I really don't know. But I also know that, you know, I've waited years for a Justice League movie. A long time. This is the right time to do it. You know what I mean? A little late, yes, but the right time. And, you know, like, I just see that there's greatness here. And not only that, but, you know, like, I could go ahead and talk about Disney wanting to buy, you know, the 21st Century Fox properties. I think they should go for it. I really do. But it's just, there's issues there, too. You know, I can could, I could see where it's going because I really want that Fantastic Four movie. And you all know this. But, you know, like, they got everything set up for the X-Men and stuff like that, so what are they going to do? Transfer all that over to them, and then they're going to come in and, you know what I'm saying? Are they going to bring the same people over? I mean, like, you know, you want to see where that goes. It's just one of them things that you got to see what develops. And then it comes to the whole point with Star Wars. Star Wars is finally doing what I wanted it to do from the get. Rand Johnson is saying, hey, let's do a whole new Star Wars trilogy far from the Skywalker saga. Which is what I wanted episode 7 to be. That is fine. I'm totally okay with that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if it went out and like none of them even knew about Skywalker and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? As long as there's like another branch of Jedi or another way that the Force works for other people. You know what I'm saying? That is franchise freshness. That is what it should be about. I would love to see that happen. Yeah, that, that that's alright. And I'm excited to see The Last Jedi too. Now that movie, hopefully will build upon whatever episode 7 is and just wipe out all the flaws. 
Because episode seven was cookie cutter and you know it. I don't care how deep of a fan you are. You all know this. But episode eight will be worth the wait. And I know that. And I'm happy. With all these shared universes, one's not going to make it though. The dark universe is dead. I know that's a little redundant considering that they all dealt with undead creatures and supernatural and everything else. But Universal is pulling the plug on it. I guess it just didn't work out the third time, right? Even though I don't think the Wolfman movie was a part of it. You know, the one with Benicio Del Toro in it, which was a pretty good film. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them werewolf movies I hold in high regard. You know, right there with American Werewolf in London and for Last Teen Wolf. And maybe as a third, um, let's see. No, that'd be about it. (laughs) Nah, nah, I'm sure there's another movie. I just can't think of it right now. Actually, yes, I can. It's called The Wolfman. I wanted to see those movies get their chance to shine again. I mean, it's a whole new era. I mean, at the end of the day, it's more action-adventure-y than it is horror because, face it, you know, the times have changed. And you see, you have people out there who might not be patient enough to sit through those kind of movies like you and I would. Some of us cinephiles, we love the old ways they did things because there was suspense, there was growth, and a significant runtime for those movies. See, right now, once again, we have to go ahead and work with the ideal of people having multiple phones, different ways of watching things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta work with that kind of crowd, and they kind of like a little bit more action-adventure than they like subtlety. So take a look over at The Mummy, for instance. The Mummy had too many ideas going on in it. I like the idea of the female mummy. I like the idea that Tom Cruise had some mummy powers. I kind of liked it for what it was, but did it hold a candle to Steven Summers movies? Not really. And I can say that considering that it was a remake. But, you know, it was the one to kick off the franchise after Dracula Untold fail. So I guess when you go for twice, you know, you don't want to go for a third one. So, you know, it is what it is with Universal, but like I said before about how the movie marketing principle work, Universal's following that to the T because of what, you know, Warner Brothers is with their DCEU. So I guess a lot of y'all don't want that movie to fail just because you want the movie line to continue. It will continue because Warner Brothers is not that crazy enough to say, hey, you know what, we're just going to pull the plug on this because people aren't buying into it. You are buying into it, though. Like, the... The DC Universe on TV. You're buying into that all the time. The animated DC features. You're buying into that all the time. There is wealth in those characters, just like the Marvel shows. Now, Inhumans, I think Inhumans was just a flash in the pan. I think it was just something that they missed out on. You know what I mean? They wanted to try to do something new with it. I mean, rather than give the Inhumans... They gave them a miniseries... And it tanked because of the way that it, 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 it was just too different. If they would have used that while backing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it could have made something. They could have bridged the gap. Like, I was always wondering if the other Inhumans that are on Earth, because we can't call them mutants for obvious reasons, if the other Inhumans knew about the royal family you know what i'm saying if they actually knew about them and they were going to meet up things like that you know it would be nice to see if daisy met up with the king lockjaw and everything lockjaw was the best part of that series i don't care what you say you know all of this it's all connected sort of spiel that they try to tell us and things there's still some barriers there there's still some things they don't cross yet but you know the thing is we have to carry on we have to keep watching these things unfold it's either license issues or it's the fact that, you know, they just want to keep things under wrap. But 
at least next year is going to be a pretty good year because, well, outside of the midterm elections, I have to pay attention to these things, guys. Come on now. Outside of all that, at least we finally have Infinity War. And that's when everything comes together, gels, flows right, and I'm just going to be chilling. Now, that's a movie I would be sitting there working about the reviews on and everything else. But you see, the thing about it is we got so complacent. They can do whatever movie they want to do with them. They could go ahead and wrap a piece of shit in tinfoil and put it on the screen for a while. And we would still sit back there and enjoy it because it has the Marvel logo that comes on before. Like, you know what I'm saying? But back in the day, though, when Avengers started, a lot of people were going to that London review just to see what it, how it worked out. I know it. I know it because I did it. Oh, yeah, you see the thing about it is, right? I'm not going to go ahead and gong you guys without making fun of myself. I know it. You know what I'm saying? Because of all the multiple characters in there and see how things tie up, it was a well-put-together film. I could go ahead and rank uh, Age of Ultron in there, too, but, you know, I'll save that for another another thing. Like, when we get to Infinity War, I'll probably do, like, a whole Marvel special on one of these J360 shows. But going back into it, I just think, like, you know, we as fans of these comics, you know, if we really want these things to succeed, we should just enjoy ourselves and go watch the movies. Just just go and enjoy the movie, at least. Try to make it fun. I mean, I know we all want our money's worth. The price of any media nowadays is just weird. And it's going to get even stranger because... The Incompetence Inc. that surrounds us, they have no idea what the hell they're trying to price. I mean, even gas is going up. Like, we all knew it was. Things don't make sense anymore in terms of reality from time to time. But at least when you go to the movies, they're an escape. And when you go to these places to escape from reality, I don't want to hear about what the hell you think about these movies right off. I mean, it could either be good, bad, or vague. And most times, it's vague because... There's one concept where the movie was good to you, and then there's the other concept where this is how I would have changed all that, even knowing that it probably would have threw the structure off and everything else. There's always a moment where, you know, it could have been improved. There's always a moment where, like, okay, you don't really care for this character much, and you don't know why this character survived. There's always a moment where you don't like what happens to your main hero during the time when they get their asses kicked by the villain. It happens. But you see, these are movies that are based on the original source material. And nine times out of ten, that original source material, most will go in, but not all. And you can't please everybody every time. So the sad thing about it all is, when you go up in that movie, anticipating and expecting disappointment, you're going to get exactly what you wanted. Because all the flaws will be heightened. Now, if you're like me, and you just go to see the movie, and you just chill And just say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to have to write a post on this later, but this is okay. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, all right. Oh, way to go, Aquaman. Oh, snap, there go Gagadon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, look, the Flash. Hell yeah. Wow. He really went really fast, man. My eyes hurt. See, things like that. You want to be able to enjoy yourself at these movies. Because this is something we all waited for. And to be honest with you, I'm actually open to see what happens next with the DCEU. It's time for them to shine. Marvel's been doing pretty good. 
Which, by the way, uh, I hope that next Spider-Man movie actually has Spidey doing a lot more punching and kicking. I mean, the thing about it is, is that he's that tough of a hero. And I can understand them trying to hold a candle to the animated series, but you know what? See, that was Fox's dumb rule about, you know, executive meddling. You don't have to bring that to the movie. Let the kid fight. I mean, shit. I see Gohan do it back in the early days of Dragon Ball Z. Why can't, why, why can't Peter do it? Let him do it. Well, we don't want our hero to, to actually engage in superheroics where it is violent. No kidding, huh? I don't agree with that at all, but hopefully he'll be doing a lot more fighting in Infinity War. Because there's already enough action and heavy hitters in that movie, but, you know, I still want to see that. Just like when he threw the... Actually, did he throw a car at them now that I think about it in Civil War? Yeah. So, you know, I, I gotta go back and I gotta go back on the road of the MCU you know, do what I need to do. But as I'm talking about the movie-based properties, what I'm saying is just go to the movie, enjoy yourself, see what happens next, and then we'll go from there. And now I think I pretty much talked y'all ear off for episode 39 here. I wanted to go ahead and reiterate on, like, lessening the worries about these things. We're not meant to go to the movies to worry about them. We're meant to go to the movies to escape reality, to entertain ourselves. Sure, at the end of the day, you got a lot of companies out there and actors making a buck from this. But the thing about it is, well, actually, as executives making bucks from this, you know, the actors get paid over the line. You know, we'll go into movie finances another time, but still, you know, the way it is is that it's fine to do that. Everybody is so against capitalism, it's gotten ridiculous. Everybody's so against certain movies. Because of the sources and all that kind of stuff, it's ridiculous. You got to this point because at the end of the day, that's what you wanted to see, right? If you want to make something original, go ahead and make something original. There's a lot of material that you can do. Take the time to write something. Put something together. Like, you can make a movie out of anything and anywhere if you allow yourself to. That's what I'm trying to do. But the point is, though... Why do you have to hate on a big budgeted movie based on a superhero when at the same time you think this the superhero movie is going to suck but at the same time they've been pretty okay with superhero movies. It just depends on your mood set when you go in there and it also depends on whether you go to the movie or not. Remember, the only opinion that really matters to you yourself is your own opinion. And it's up to you when you go out there and you go see these movies. What makes a movie good, what makes a movie bad, depends entirely on you. And I'm talking just in the general term. I'm not talking about the superhero franchise. Is it exploited? Yes, it is. Is it everywhere and you can't really get away from it? Yes, it is. But ride this out. I mean, after all, I didn't want Donald Trump to be president, but I have to ride it out, don't I? So that's how it goes. But that about does it for this episode of The J-Man Show right now. And I would like to thank all of you for coming in and listening to me today. Up next is going to be episode 40, and you all are in for a big treat at that time, because it is the anniversary edition! (laughs) Oh, wow. God, one year of the J-Man Show. How about that, huh? All right, J360 Legion, I will catch you later. Peace. Peace.